Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to Say What? It's August 26, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. Um, I know Walt is here. I'm not sure uh, Dolly's back yet. Hi, Walt. <laughs> Good evening. You I'm doing back. Right? Oh, okay. Great. Sorry. Great. No, no, no. That's that's fine. Um, and Mona, how are you doing? We're still breathing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Some days I wonder <laughs> about myself. Yeah. Oh, you. So, um, well, it's been a very, very interesting week. Where would you girls like to, girls, you guys like to start? Go for it. Dolly. Jeez, there's so much. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> okay, let, let me just start with something that Jan just said, because I, I really think it's a, a very important uh piece of the discussion she just uh, Jan has a show Cosmic Creating that goes off just before this one Cosmic Creating Jan Shaw it'll be in the archives if you didn't hear it Um, but the Tucker Carlson uh, Trump conversation that they had on the night of the debate at the same time the debate was being carried on uh, very very interesting I highly recommend it's on Twitter slash X I highly recommend that you listen to it because we know we have an image of, of Donald in front of crowds and I've seen him interviewed by a number of different hosts but the one with Tucker was one where I have never seen the president as completely calm and really engaged with Tucker as equals. I mean, I've seen him with with Hannity, with everybody, everybody out there, and I've never seen him as real as I think he was. Therefore, Dolly, I don't know if you have seen it yet, but um, I'd like you to take a look at it because I think that's the real Trump that was there. Oh, Nancy, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't I- see the, I mean, <clears throat> even the jail thing. I think the Tucker thing and the jail thing, it was the real Trump. Well, that, that's why, I mean, I just was, I turned it on, and like I say, I have a lot of experience with this, and from the minute they started talking, I was just, I, I couldn't, the man has a, a, an aura around him that when he's talking, you get just drawn into him. Yes. And... The thing about it was that when the normal Trump is out there, he's very kind of rigid. Um, he gives the the answers in very specific ways. And I'm going to tell you that the the Trump that I saw with Tucker was answering in ways I'd never heard Trump answer before. Okay. Because when you're listening to the 
fake Donald Trump. Uh, it's very, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. You know, and he's like this. The Trump that was before Tucker was like, I don't know. He was so real. Now, to give you the the thing that jumped out at me was at the very end of the show, and if you don't listen to anything else, go to the end and listen to what he said. It was a question that Tucker asked him, do you think there's going to be a, a civil war? And at first, uh, the president sort of like, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely, you know, it could be. I, I don't know. And then he said something that took it away from that subject. And then Tucker repeated it. Do you think there's going to be a civil war? And Trump this time said, all right, okay. Well, let me put it this way. I On January 6th, the, the crowd that was there, and he, sa- he said, I have stood before a million people on July 4th in the mall, uh, you know, the, the, where the uh, pool is in Washington Monument, the Lincoln Monument. I've been there myself. In uh, 1976, when they had this huge 200-year anniversary thing, I was there at the mall, and there there was a million people there that I found out after, but it's such a big area, you really, it didn't feel like a million people, but that's what they said was there. I mean, yeah, when I turned around, we went from basically near the Lincoln Monument, and we walked all the way to the Capitol that's on the far end, and we were going from beer place to beer place because they had these beer places absolutely in the right location because by the time you drank the beer and got to the next one you needed another beer it wasn't it was a hot day you know you needed another beer so we never really turned around and looked but when we got to the capitol we went up on the stairs you know and the capitol was shut but we went up on the stairs and i turned around and i went oh my god because it was like when we got there, there was nobody there. It was all oh, people were scared to go. And then once it started, all the locals started saying, well, let's just go because nothing's happening. Nobody's dying. You know, they look like they're having a good time. And when I turned around, which was probably it was afternoon. OK, we'd gotten there about seven o'clock in the morning. It was afternoon. And um, I turned there were so many people. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, so I understand what a million people look look like. And he's standing there telling Tucker that there were more people on January 6th that he spoke to than had been there that day. And I'm going like, how many people were supposedly associated with this January 6th? There was millions of people that turned around and went home. You know, over a million. And you get a few people that go in there. I mean, like. Just that that vision in my mind was like, what, what, why are they thinking that it was an insurrection? The people went home <laughs> if, if it was a real insurrection, right? But the important thing of what he said, he said he had never felt such incredible, deep love. He said it was one of the best days he'd ever have, had in his life. It was just astounding. But then he stopped dead. And, his, and, and, and he just looked at Tucker and he said, but 
those same people with all that love were so filled with a hate that I have never seen before. So I don't know if there'll be a civil war. And that was a, a real eye opener to me. You know, first that those people were there, they were showing their love, but they were absolutely, he said, filled with hate. The hate and toward what? Who? Towards the black, the, the state government. Oh. oh, good. They love him completely. Yes. But underneath it is this unbelievable deep deep hatred for what the government is so um and that's basically how they they left that uh that interview and it's like jan said well she said it was 259 million when she saw it last night when i looked at it, it was 258 million people had seen this the, the population of the united states isn't it just over 350 million and I have yet to see it, and I'm gonna. So you can <laughs> add one. <laughs> well, some doofus was out there saying, "Oh, that, that the tw- the Twitter, uh, how many views? Well, it means that somebody might have clicked on it. Somebody might have clicked on it more than once. Uh, you know, millions now. It's a few hundred thousand. Yeah, right, you jerk. <laughs> you know, because once he starts talking, I couldn't stop listening. You know, I don't know that very many people would have stopped listening. If you click on it, you might click on it to see what it is. But, you know, take it and cut it in half, you know, of the people. I bet half of the people saw the entire thing, at least, if not everybody. And see, so, that's the real Trump. He, I think he's right. very charismatic. And whenever he talks, people listen because he's got that, he's got a draw to him a good one a good a good draw at all he was different than the person that i had seen interviewed numerous times so if you want to see the real donald trump you might want to go listen to what tucker said and it was also a very interesting place that they were speaking because Honestly, it looks like the same staging, sort of, not completely, that Tucker uses for his other interviews. And I wondered, did did Trump go to Tucker's house in Maine? Because I think that's where he's doing this. Um, but it wasn't brought up uh, where they were doing it. But it was, uh, it's, it's a, that look to Tucker's interviews is, you feel like it, it's kind of homey. You know, yep. It's just a nice feeling. Uh, it doesn't look like it's you know, news, and all the lights and all. No, it's it's like a side a fireside chat type of thing. Well, I think so, it's that building that uh, Fox tore down, where Tucker used to do his stuff. At Tucker's house, he had a building out back where he did a studio. Fox came in, tore it down. Tucker's buddies from Fox came to his place and built it again, rebuilt it. So I'm thinking that's where uh, Trump went to. Plus, it would be a safer location for Trump. Yeah, I imagine that Tucker's got a security force there. Oh, yeah. 
And I wanted to tell you, Mary was at the mall too. My Mary from Australia. Really? Her, yeah, and her daughter. They had come to my house and spent uh, like three weeks here, and then they went to the mall in Washington. <laughs> so you were there with Mary. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Made my eyes cry. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, it, uh, and, and then we had the debates and I found those, I mean, I was mostly laughing through those debates because it was just such a stark look at eight people's version of reality. And it didn't take but, you know, a few, uh, probably 15 minutes into the program where you knew, okay, you've got one guy standing there that really understands everything. And that was Vivek, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. He, he spoke like we do, but he was also not really controlled <laughs> it was his first debate and he said one thing that he if i could take back anything he said it would be this he said you people who are all bought and paid for <laughs> but he said it you know bought and paid for and uh i applaud him for saying that i know but it wasn't i mean you know it wasn't the best thing to say it's true. I'm not arguing with it, you know, and um, he was the only one that I would. I mean, DeSantis, DeSantis came off as the saying the right things regarding a MAGA group. OK, but, you know, and he's the he's the governor of Florida. I'm very happy with his governorship. It's it. I you know, I just don't trust the man. Because he's a politician. Everybody on that stage, except Ramaswamy, they're, they're politicians. And yeah, are they bought and paid for? Yes. Why can he say he's not? Because he's funding the whole thing and now has a lot of you know, people donating to him. He's not going to corporate America and saying, if you give me money, I'll do something for you. And that's exactly the problem that we have with why all these politicians go bad. You can't sell your soul to the devil for a political office and be anything except a ward of the devil. And that's so, what they do when they take the money from the lobbyists. They have sold absolutely. their soul. And definitely DeSantis has. You know, I mean, he's got a war chest and the war, oh, I got this big war chest. Well, it turned out that the vast majority of money that went into his camp campaign initially were from very, very rich donors. It was not a, a grassroots, oh, let me put the money in with DeSantis. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think that any of the, and, and also uh, Ramaswamy said that, he said, somebody asked him, are you just, you know, manipulating the to get to the vice president and he said I would I'd turn it down he said I want to he said 
I need to be president to do what I need to do. The vice president is not an option. And, um, but I think he's almost like, I think of him as a mini, uh, uh, a mini Trump, you know? Well, but Jan said <clears throat> in one of her research things, she saw that uh, Vivek is backed by Soros. No. Which upset me greatly. I know. I, I hope she's wrong in that. She's absolutely wrong. That was that he because he answered questions like that after the debate. Okay, I can't remember even who asked him, but what it was was that when he was like in his twenties, he got a scholarship that was a general scholarship. Anybody could apply for it, so he applied. And he was, you know, given this scholarship. And they said, but he had, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in his bank account. He didn't need the scholarship. And somebody was, you know, they were talking about this. And somebody said, so just because you get a scholarship and you have money in the bank, you're not going to use the scholarship? And it wasn't for sports or any of that. It was, you know, whatever. But... He he didn't even know who Soros was, and Soros's money had helped fund that, that scholarship. So it was a scholarship that was funded by somebody who he he didn't even know who the hell he was. But he also didn't know that the guy was putting his money into it because they weren't telling you who the backers were of the scholarship. So that's absolutely bullshit. Make you feel better. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I was really upset. <laughs> no. No. Cuz I like I like him. Yeah. Um So that was happening. Now, I have to I have to just mention this mugshot. I was talking with my brother on the phone when they were doing the Atlanta thingy. And so the sound was off. And all of a sudden, after he's already gotten on the plane and flown away, uh, there's this picture that comes up. And it, underneath it, it said Donald Trump's mugshot. But that picture did not look like any picture I've ever seen in my life. Um, yes, I had, had, I had gone to the eye doctor, and they put some of that um, dilate, dilation stuff in your eyes. And I told Dolly about it. I said... All right, normally when they put that stuff in your eyes and they open up, it opens up the pupil so they can see the back of your of your eye and be able to take photographs of it mostly. Um, that way they can also look at it, but mostly it's for the photographs. So they put the, the stuff in your eye and all of a sudden, you know, everything gets bright. But normally it takes 15 to 20 minutes for that to start to work. This guy put that drop in my eye, my my left eye. I felt discomfort, severe discomfort. I won't say pain, but discomfort. And virtually instantaneously, the whole room lit up. And I was like, and he's going, okay, so let me look. And I'm going like, wait a minute, don't you have to wait? No, apparently they'd gotten some new drug or something. He, he He was a student, so he doesn't. It wasn't it wasn't easy to talk to this guy because I'm going like this is not normal. 
I drove home and the I've driven home many times. It's only a few blocks from my house. I go on residential streets, but the the cars, the the cars were like suns. You know, every it wasn't just a car with a lot of sunlight on it. It was like sparkling, like like you know, a sun. And it was like, oh my god, this is terrible. So I mean, I I went home. The next morning, I got up. I had I had. A very the same same situation, Dolly. But it wasn't as intense. But I still my eyes were still dilated. Oh, that, I don't think that stuff's good. Then no, no, I don't either. And especially no, you, your eye is not supposed to hurt with anything. An eye doctor puts in your eyes. I agree my, with you. My doctor told me that. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a little bit concerned. I looked it up and it said, no, it can take up to 24 hours, uh, for this, you know, to get out of your eye. And so I was like, okay, you know, all right, it's within the margin of error. But even hours after the 24 hours were up, I, uh, looked at something, a light that was, I just looked at it. And boom, I got my eye, I just got a pain in the eye. Oh man. Because the light was so bright. That's so on Monday I'm gonna ask to talk to the doctor and say tell him what happened. Because I don't trust this drug, whatever they put in my eye. No. No. Uh, don't let them do that again with that particular no, drug. No, I won't. I I'm gonna tell him I want you to put on my records that I'm not to get that drug. Because that was just like, like I say, I'm not, no, I'm not getting it now. I just looked at it. Well, oh, yeah. Maybe they put an AI nano machine in your eyes, so that's, uh, maybe, that's where maybe, you get maybe, maybe. intense light. not even laughable. That's so true. That's why I won't go to the ophthalmologist, because I don't trust them. Yeah. It's hard to trust anybody anymore in any professional type field. I hate that this has happened. But um, so people just be aware that they may have a new drug out there. And um, don't I mean, I I didn't know it was a new drug until it hit my eye. And I said to the guy, I said, whoa, I said, I just got pain in that eye. And I said, and I'm t- totally blurred. You know? What do you say? Uh, that just happens. I mean, you know. Oh, no, that doesn't just happen. Oh, I want to smack that guy. (laughs) Well, he was a student. He doesn't know shit. But that's one of the reasons I go to this doctor, because they're so highly, highly regarded that they do have students from all over the country, and Canada, too, um, that go to him for internship. Um, But anyway, um, I'm going to pursue this on Monday. I'm going to make a call and say, look, please have the doctor call me. And tell him what happened. Um, but anyway, so my eyes are blurry, and the picture of the mugshot comes up, okay. and I'm going. I said, I, and Mike's watching the same thing with the sound turned off, and I said, Mike, that that looks like a. I think somebody's punking us. You know, it was it was just like I couldn't believe that this was a mugshot. Who's ever gotten a mugshot like that? And Jesse Waters said. I've already booked the cameraman that took that picture for my Christmas cards. 
you know. <laughs> but it, it did. It look. It didn't even look like a photograph. And uh, you know, when I found out it was the real one, all I could do was you know say perfect. Now, those people that I I, I can't imagine you haven't seen it. But he's got this look in his eyes, and, and I agree with you. I think it's the real Donald. Um, he's looking straight at the camera. He's got, I won't say it's a scowl. It's like, don't fuck with me, bastard. <laughs> type yeah. of thing, you know. He's got his one eye crooked. His yeah. eyebrows up on the on yeah. the side, yeah. Yeah, I'm coming for you. You do, you do to me, I'll do to you. You know, I mean, it was just so perfect. But the interesting thing was listening to uh, a black commentary person, you know, talking about the picture. And they were so excited because they were out with their own people, the black people, talking about this thing. And he said the strangest thing happened. He said the men were, oh, man, he's part of the hood. Yeah, we've seen that look, you know. And, and, and the black men were so engaged with that photograph that they were saying well i'm gonna vote for him anybody that can stand up and look into a mugshot like that i he's my dude right but all the women were oh he's so awful oh my god oh my god all the black women so you've got this big break in the black community from what he was he was saying you know between the men and the women you know the men are getting it the women are still a little Pussies, let's put it that way. <laughs> I went out and bought the shirt with that picture on it. <laughs> I know you did. And it's then a- I bought the other one to We Are Patriots or something like that. I bought uh-huh. two shirts. But I'm going to wear the one with that scowl type, that <laughs> eyebrow up in the air <laughs> and scare the bejeebers out of you. Oh, he's coming after me. <laughs> I you love know, I- I think I've seen that face on some of the uh, pictures, though, the memes especially, like one where he's all he's he's got a his ship his shirt is ripped and he's standing up on you know like he's this master soldier type, you know I I've seen that look on him before, and uh, to have it you know, <laughs> and then and then and then they they were having fun they had so much fun with this, because those idiots and the rest of the media oh my god i mean you you look at them and they look like they were all orgasmic oh you know this guy they got him oh they got him oh my god they had nothing to say except you know talking about that uh, it was just it was insane it was so amateurish it was so like a bunch of kids on a schoolyard type of thing it was just awful and uh yes i have prejudice against these people but they don't disappoint so the, the 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 people that were you know talking about the mugshot they said you know they, they, the cuz fox was excited too but they were excited for the because it was such a great mugshot you know and they were saying this is going to go down in the annals of mugshots let's look at some people who have had their mugshots and they had elvis presley um oh my gosh who did they have um Oh gosh, a lot of, I don't. I don't even remember. I remember Elvis Presley. I can't. Bill Gates had his mugshot uh, scratch, so to get it released and get it out of his record. But he, 
But you I can actually find it. it. It is somewhere. You can find his mugshot. He was arrested in Arizona. For what? Uh, uh, traffic. At the time, it was uh, he was uh, arrested for uh, speeding on the highway in, in in Arizona, but he had his the the thing they, that thing they did. What, what is that? That record thing expunged or something, where yeah. they they nullify it so it, it no longer appears in the in your record. No. <laughs> oh God. So anyway. Um... Yeah, I want to see a picture of you with your T-shirt on, Dolly. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to. I can't wait to get it. I'm gonna take have that take a picture of me and send it to you. <laughs> I'm so excited over it. I love, I love that look, because I was thinking when I first saw it, I thought, oh man, he is really. He is really showing the deep state how he's coming after him. If that doesn't scare the poo-poo out of him, I don't know what will. <laughs> I don't know. It's just too funny. But, like I say, if you want to see the real Donald Trump, go to Tucker and look at him. He's, you know, he's magical. So what was the answer to the question? What question? Is there going to be a civil war? He said, I don't know. No, but then, then you, but then you said Tucker asked again. What was the second? No, I'm saying the first time he asked him, he didn't answer it. Oh. The, the second time he said, well, let me put it this way. And he talked about January 6th and that from the same people who were giving him so much love, he could also feel their hate. And so, you know, he, he, what, he was, what he was saying was that Look at in front of me over a million people demonstrated that they died before they would let this continue. You know, and um so I think he said yes, it could oh. be. He's not discounting it, let me put it that way, Walt. Mm. So yeah. It's it's an interesting place to be in. But I, I've been listening to, um, <laughs> I, I've just been listening to a whole bunch of stuff. And it really is, how do I explain this? Somebody sent me a five-minute clip from a Joe Rogan interview with, um, I always have trouble remembering this guy's name. Uh, Infowars, Alex Jones. And <laughs> Alex in this, this is what it's all about. Uh, Joe Rogan was, you know, well, what, what, it, what's the reality? What is reality? What is it really? You want to know? I'm going to make your show here. I'm going to tell you. And he goes through, uh, I talked to all these people and blah, blah, blah. And this is what it is. And he went into... It's a dimensional war. It's, it's you know, I mean, it was like, he took it to, to extremes. Like, yes, there's a Satan, and yes, and this is this is what they're doing. And Joe Rogan was going like, what? What are you talking about? Are you talking about Satan? Yes, I'm talking about Satan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, 
the the I look at Alex as like the town crier. He's he's always the first one out there talking about something. And in this case, it was you know that there's demonic. Oh, I I give you a little taste of what he said. It was it was hard to hear Alex. I mean, there was subtitles. Let me put it that way because he was talking so fast. And what what he's basically saying is that there is a, a group of evil beings that are interdimensional. They come from another place. And this is where he really got my attention because he said they're attacking the collective. He didn't use the word collective consciousness. But he was used, I mean, he was describing it of humanity and that they actually are sucking the life blood out of humanity. This is their, he said, think of vampires. Think of etheric, he didn't say etheric either, but think of vampires. He said, that's what, that's what they are. And uh, so, you know, you go from that extreme into the, the insane things that they're, they're saying and doing. I mean, God, they've now got an alcohol czar. Okay? And the alcohol czar has come out and said that he wants the FDA to change the recommendation of two drinks a day to two drinks a week. So you can have two beers a week. And that's it. They're, they're trying to tell us how much alcohol to consume. Well, they're taking <laughs> over every aspect of our life, telling us what we can and can't do. Who are these a-holes? I, I guess they're, they're Satan and his minions doing it. What, because... uh, um, a silly question for you, because uh, I've been hearing this for the longest time, and nobody really explains what is meant by interdimensional? Between dimensions is like between like, for example, you look at the third dimension and then you have the fourth no. dimension. So interdimensional is something in the in the middle. No, I think what they're talking about is uh, the concept that came out of string theory, if you can figure out what the heck that was about. But it, it's the belief that our universe, our reality is only one of, I don't know if it's 12 or 22, but they, I mean, the scientists out there have put this on the table. And when it first came out, people were like, like you're saying, what are you talking about? You know, but now it, it's an accepted part of the accepted science that we have interdimensional being that there's another version of uh, 3D reality that looks very similar to ours, but it's not, or maybe it looks different, I don't know, but that you got these bubbles, it, it came back to the strength there, these bubbles of reality that uh, make up the universe. And I can't be more explicit than that because I don't understand it. Mm. Um, I know that Whitley Strieber, he... Um, I used to read him before he ever got into the uh, communion book, before he read, wrote that. And he was a great, uh, you know, just fiction writer, a storyteller. 
And then he got into communion and, and started to look at life a whole lot different, reality a lot differently. And he came out with a book. And I started reading it like I, you know, as a matter of fact, it's still unread. Because he suddenly started talking about an attack from this bubble of some other reality that was now able to enter our reality. And so we're not under attack just by the reptilians, maybe. We're under attack by some other forces coming from this other place. And it was just, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to read it. I didn't read it. Even as, as a fiction, I, I don't want to go there. That's just kind of too insane. But like I say, everybody's got a new version of, re or an old version of reality or whatever, but they're certainly talking about a lot of different realities. Um, anybody got anything? But it's... It seems that uh, based on what you're saying is they seem to be uh, uh, it seems that they like to feed these negative realities because they're, they're developing us a narrative around it and there's a storyline and so they are actually instead of focusing on a more positive reality they're focusing and feeding this you know this negative version of reality. Yeah, I tried to find the entire interview, and I came across uh, a video by somebody who was saying Alex Jones and Joe Rogan are pushing this satanic uh, story. And I didn't have the time to go through the whole thing, but that particular person who put that together was absolutely focused on, you know, what are you saying here? You're trying to make people fearful. You're trying to go someplace that you know why are you doing this and i and and i don't know what is all is why he was you know what his details were it was like 40 minutes of a of a video um but yes i agree with you totally that's why you you got to be you got to be aware of all of the i think that they i don't think they're black state black hats or whatever I think that they're being fed a narrative of a potential reality. Let's put it that way. And right now, there's not much I can do about interdimensional attacks by some people from another bubble in reality. You know, I mean, we, we're having enough trouble trying well, to Well, what do you mean there's nothing you can do? Contracts. I mean, if you don't have I don't, a contract. I don't have a contract with it. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not going to bother with that thing because it takes your it takes your, your it takes your focus well, you know, off of what you can affect. And it's feeding from you because it's taking your energy. Therefore, your attention is feeding it. But that's what people well, don't realize. Not my attention. I ain't going there. Oh, I'm saying well, the people who are paying attention to this narrative. Oh yeah, they're they're eating it up. I mean, you know. So, and the only reason I brought it up is to make people aware that, you know, there are those, let's say, efforts being made to keep us from looking at what we're talking about. Because what are you going to do? You're going to fight these people? You're going to get concerned about these people? You've got to be concerned about who you are and where you are, and you're going to be stable. And because, But it goes, the re, another reason I brought it up was because exactly what i said was the 
key to being able to wake people up is to get into the collective consciousness. Now, if these people are coming in here and all the fear and all the hate and all the, you know, bad stuff that's in the collective consciousness of humanity, which seems to be the goal of, I don't even like to say Democratic Party. This is not the Democratic Party. This is a group of people who have taken over the Democratic Party. You know, I mean, if you talk to, I mean, I could, I could give the Democratic. But their efforts would seem to indicate that they're starving, so they're they're trying everything to get people's interest again because that's what feeds them, and people aren't buying it into it anymore. And so, oh, come on, come on, people, fear me, fear me, fear me. <laughs> I I'm there, you know, but <laughs> oh, I forgot that the cat was in here. Well, how did he get in here? Oh wow! Hold on, I gotta let the cat out. You guys talk. <laughs> you left the teleporter on and uh, the door open. <laughs> I went to a produce stand today, and because I was looking for some great oranges that I have had elsewhere, I spent six dollars for two tomatoes. What? Jeez. Uh, did, where did you go, Beverly Hills, to buy tomatoes? It seems like it, yeah, right. Public <laughs> produce stands that is a real produce stand. It's like a grocery store, but it's a produce stand, and yeah, everything in there was like five ninety nine, five nine. I mean, it's getting really just scary to even think about trying to eat. And they were the big ones. I mean, you know, they were nice. They're gorgeous tomatoes. I've never seen such nice tomatoes. But yep, two for six bucks. Jeez. I was in a good mood, so I got. <laughs> That's the way I shop, moody. <laughs> Depends on my mood what I get. <laughs> right. Well, I get I have to agree with you that that I I went to the grocery store a couple of days ago and I was shocked. It was it yesterday? Yesterday I was like, whoa! They wanted four dollars for uh, a package of celery. The celery used to be four dollars, eighty-nine cents. Yeah, right. And this what? was this was not organic. Jeez. You know, and it's weird because. The celery jumped way up, but like the broccoli was still the price that it had had been. And it was like, are we having some problems with celery? There was a lot of it there. I mean, for a while, it, there wasn't much celery. So I don't know. It's it. it well, it's, it's scary, but I was listening to Janine. You had sent that link to Janine. Did you hear the whole thing? I did. Oh, cool. And, I'm proud of you. <laughs> and um, I actually recorded it, but I, I didn't see any place that I thought was crucial, you know, uh, to I said I can talk about what they said. But this uh, guy, whoever he was that she was talking to, he was into, um, well, you know, yeah, everything looks really bad, but. You know, have you heard about the replicators? And she goes, 
No. And he says, yeah, they've got replicators that can make you a six-ounce steak. They don't have to kill the cow or anything else. They can just make a six-ounce, you know, they can do, they can make anything you want to eat. He said, we don't have to, and you know, it's funny because this is like the replicator you have on in the Star Trek world, right? You know, I want this or I want that, and it just makes it for you. Well, I was, I was listening to stuff on the Secret Space Program, and they talked about the replicator. And they said that the replicator made everything out of hemp oil. <laughs> they could take hemp oil and make it into any food anybody wanted. That The thing that they were using as a basis for the food was hemp oil. <laughs> I thought, I don't think you can make that one up. <laughs> the guy's will, name is Martin Brodell. Thank you. But will the replicated food have the same energy as as a original natural food? You know I better have, than that. I have, I have no idea, Walt, but I wouldn't guess. Well, if it's hemp oil, I would think maybe. Because, no. you know, the, the hemp, hemp, if there's nothing about the hemp that is supposed to be on the earth. It's a male and a female. And it, 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 it it's so weird. I mean, somebody did, and this was years ago, somebody did an analysis of the way that the hemp plant grows and, and you know, it's just the science of it. And they, they said, this is the only plant on the face of the earth that grows like this. So, you know, there's people that think that hemp came from some alternative universe or whatever. So I don't know. But I also think that, you know, if you get to the point that you're using replicators, you've gotten to the point where you're using Tesla. You've gotten to the point where you realize the world is made of, everything is made of energy. And I think in the Janine thing, they got into talking about that, you know, that as you advance into the higher dimensions, you don't need to eat. You don't need food like you think you need food. You need to be replenished at the energetic level. And, uh, you know, it could be as simple as the sun. We know people who have lived on sun energy. And uh, so, you know, I don't know, Walt. They, they, you know, you may not want it. You may not need it to survive, but you may want it because it's the thing to do. Hmm. It takes more energy to make that crap than it is to grow a flipping cow. I've seen all kinds of articles on it. It's it's deceiving. It is just so deceiving. I'm not talking about the pony meat they're putting out there. I'm talking about a replicator that is taking something live. I mean, I don't know if it's hemp oil or not. And making it into whatever it is, but it's, you know, I know what you're saying. I mean, the vast majority of food out there, you don't really know what you're eating. Well, you know, Richard Allen Miller was making dumb hums from that hemp stuff. Was making what? What was he making? Home. Homes. D-O-M-E. Dome. A dome from what? Dome out of the hemp. Oh, they've been built. They've been using hemp to build buildings for ever. 
Yeah, hempcrete is so strong. It's so cool. I, if I was going to build a house, I'd want to use hempcrete. Fire retardant can shape it in whatever shape you want. And The problem with them is that you can't be in an area that has a lot of rain. Oh? Yeah. That, I, I looked at it, too, years ago. And um, the, because somebody got into building the hemp and, and they put it through all sorts of environments. And the only thing that w- it was great for winters, you know, because it, it was, you know, protected from the cold and stuff. And but in a rain in some place where you get a lot of rain, the, the hemp would get soaked and then start to deteriorate. Mm. Not like mud. But uh, what about the, the in Ireland? It rains so much, but yet those uh, those uh, cabins that they make by the seaside, they uh, they they combine the um, what was it the uh, the sand with with um, not not hemp the this other thing that they use straw. straw yeah that's the one and that thing never falls never disintegrates. It's well, hundred. They've been using that type of building for ever. It, it, you know, but all I'm telling you is for the research that I came across, you know, was, oh, that's interesting. Not that I'm going to, you know, take my hemp and make it into some buildings. That'd be very expensive. <laughs> Aren't they already making buildings out of hemp? Yes, in some places. But, you know, like I say, you know, you can use hemp for anything, anything. Every single plastic product that's out there can be replaced by hemp. Uh, Ford, uh, when he first made the, 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 you know, the first automobiles, was using hemp to create the body of the, of the vehicle. And, in fact, there's, you know photographs of them hitting the model a board with a sledgehammer on the on the uh the where the car the wheels are and it just bounced off of it but and and initially that was where they were going to go they were going to make this this new product which is sort of a plastic but much better than oil plastic out of hemp um, and then they had the big, you know, oil companies get involved in making the plastic. And they just overwhelmed the the hemp industry. Let's put it that way. But uh, there's a lot more that could be done with hemp. Uh, you know, the most nutritious, and you can check me on this, Mona, the most nutritious food that's known is hemp seed. Mm-hmm. You know? So the the... Hemp is a is a gift, and if and I'm not talking about. I mean, there's different versions of. I was driving down the road, back road in Virginia, and I went, "Good Lord, that looks like marijuana growing on the side of the road." And sure enough, it was a version of hemp. So it, it grows everywhere. Yeah, you can get three crops out of a year instead of waiting 30 years for a tree. And, yes, it can be used as wood, you know, replaced wood, uh, plastics, everything. Everything can be replaced with hemp. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable. But, yes, you're absolutely correct about that. 
So, you know, <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of options out there that we can get into to make things better from They're Tesla. They're not to let us. Say again? They're trying not to let us. We aren't allowed to use our brains. They took down YouTube, this video I had from one of my shows, and we were talking holograms. We're talking over 10 years ago. And YouTube took it off because I'm not allowed to talk about any kind of healing or any kind of other stuff like that. I mean, yep. they're coming down on so much where, you know, you can't even suggest hemp. Because it's well, a multivitamin well. and all that, you know. <laughs> but these people are absolutely stark raving mad. It, it just gets crazier and crazier. Which people? The people that are running out there, the woke crowd. The World Economic Forum is the one who's got most of it. They've already got 12 cities ready to go with the 15-minute cities. They're taking over the United States and all kinds of places. I mean, we're in deep... Ugh. Well, EFs that's coming down around us, and most people have not a clue at all. Well, there's a there's a good, you know rationale that the way that the cities in uh, the blue, you know, California and others, the, the cities there that are out there having so much crime and the businesses are leaving, the people are leaving, all of that is because that is part of taking down these cities so that they can rebuild them as 15-minute cities. So, you know, you can't, you can't firebomb everything. Oh. I think it's about time people start thinking about it. Seriously. Well, the, 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 we are thinking about it. We're talk. We are talking about it. Okay, and I forgot to log into Cosmic Reality Chat. <laughs> um, before we go away from uh, Janine. I would like to say something what she said. Okay. Hold on just a minute. <laughs> okay, in one of the things she was talking, she and that uh, Martin were talking about uncontrolled minions and entities who are very bad, and they are coming up from the ground. They, they are appearing around, and... uh they said that, uh, Janine said when she was reading the cards, you need to stay away from them because they are stronger than what you are at this point in time. Uh, and it made me think about, remember when when that uh, white-haired man, the tall man came? Right. Was it? Attacking me, the I wonder. Slenderman, the Slenderman. The Slenderman. Well, I wonder if that is considered to be in the same category as these minions that Martin and Janine were talking about. Because, dude, was zapping my energies out. 
you notice she was short of saying love blankets when she said how to deal with these people? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I heard that, Walt, and I thought, oh my gosh, she's what talking love blankets. She actually said, because I didn't hear that. I thought I heard the whole thing. Yeah, she said, the, the jet, do not confront these people. In fact, you don't, don't even go near them. You can You can deal with them from your own home, but just send them love and compassion because they don't know they can't deal with it. So she illustrated by the story of the th of the three billy goats graph that that uh, appears to be a, a fairy tale where there were three billy goats who wanted to cross the bridge and there was a troll on the bridge and the first one tried by force and, and he got killed and eaten by the troll. The second one tried a, tri a trickery, tried to trick the troll and failed also. The third one was the smallest of the billy goats. All he did was love and compassion, and he he won he won the heart of the troll, and the and the troll let him pass. So that's the he told she told that story to illustrate how to deal with this because you can't go by force because force that's what they want that's what they know force and violence, but they cannot deal with love and compassion. So she was short of saying the words love blankets. I found that very funny. <laughs> I found it exciting. Because yeah. she was saying a lot of the things that Dave had has said, <clears throat> that being a, a a biggie in my mind was the love blankets that she said, send them love and good things. That really got me excited. And one one connection that I heard made when when she talked about the people coming from the from the below ground, yes, from deep underground. I was reminded immediately of something Alex Collier said not too many months ago, where he, he said that the cabal that's underground is being routed out because the, the people on the inner earth, they're attacking from the inner earth out. And the, yeah. and the forces here are fighting. <laughs> and so, the, so the, they're, being, they're being sandwiched. Yeah. From the, from the deep earth and from the and um, from the underground, so that they, they have no place to go. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, so. I love it. Great news. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, another thing Janine said was the the attack on Maui was definitely open warfare. It was a battle that we could all see. And she said, there's going to be another, a big attack, another big attack on the U.S. Uh, th that will be taken down. So there will be all sorts of news reports. Um, so watch the news reports you're listening to. And she says this attack she's talking about, it might have to do with water. It might concern three George area. Oh. Uh, uh, oh the three gorges then down. Yeah, but that's China and it's already tilted the planet some. So what's it going to do if it gets blown down? Uh, and it's been Whoa. tried multiple times. So like Walt said, it's already tipping or whatever he said. <clears throat> and he said, she said, someone who appears to be good will have a hidden agenda. 
so the white hats will have to get the jump on that agenda as as well as this uh, this next big attack. Um, and she says, Mother Nature will be doing weather things, so don't blame all the uh, conditioned weather. Don't blame it all on the conditioned weather because Mother Nature is is trying to clean things up too. So I I wanted to point those out from those things from what Janine and and Martin said. Okay, thank you. You want to do a break? Oh yeah. What is that time, Missy? Okay, so what I've done here is I've taken the uh, Richmond North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony. And for those people that haven't heard this, this is a young man who got a you know quality recorder and put a microphone out in his backyard with his dogs and a, 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 a guitar and puts this song out there, uh, you know, puts it out. Well, as soon as it hit, everybody that heard it was like going nuts. And right now, well, last time I heard, it was on the music's charts. It was Oliver's music, because apparently he's written a lot of these things. Um, but this one that I'm going to play now was the one that took off. But he um, he was the first, first through seventh top in, in the world. He's a world phenomena. And as soon as he came out with the first one and it, and it started trending, he got offers that were over $8 million for contracts. And he said, no. He said, what do you think my song is about? And the guy was, he's got some land that he owns and he's got a trailer on it. He, uh, he has openly said that he has, you know, been on the verge of suicide more than once. But he is just such a positive, he's not Republican, he's not Democrat, he's just looking at the, the reality of what he sees. So I'm going to play this, it's uh, just over three minutes. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine, cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible mystical wares in mount vernon washington yes folks mystical wares is where the jedi knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet earth after annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree. And their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, tell you I will and not belabor. Mystical Wares. I also pick up spare parts for my lightsaber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi Elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani 
mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was a Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's August 26, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. Okay, so um, we did want to get the Anelia thing in. Right, Dolly? Dolly? Yes, I couldn't get my... uh, Anyway, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Walt, are you ready to read? Yep. Let me bring up the article. Okay. The article by Nelia Benz is called Claim the Entirety of Your Incarnation. Okay. Larry and I were listening to Crow777's podcast as he interviewed Kim Kurt Kallenbeck. Kurt is a man who claims that the institutional routine of cutting the baby's cord as soon as it's born, recording the baby's birth as its first day of existence, and then discarding or doing who knows what with the cord and placenta, takes away our divine rights as, as a human person. Kurt and Crow 777 talked about how in South Korea, traditional age counting custom considers every person one year old at birth and adds another year when the calendar hits January 1st, meaning a child born on December 31st turns to the next day, and how this way of counting age was a more natural and empowering one. Uh, I just I just want to make an, an, a note. This is the way that it's done by a uh, Buddhist. Buddhist takes into consideration the date of conception. So you're always a year older than your recorded birth. Okay. Um, His logic and theories were too far out even for me. But for some reason, what he was saying, the energy behind what he was saying was resonant. In other words, it felt like he was paranoid and assigning blame and intent for these actions that did not belong together. But the picture at the end made some sense. I don't know about Kurt Collinback to talk about him as a person or even comment on most of the stuff he said in that interview, as the majority was a deep dive into the victim slash aggressor paradigms that made us all powerless and helpless. 
I found his insights fascinating because they were out there into the stratosphere of what we call normal. And whenever I come across a person like that, I take it as an opportunity to expand my awareness into something that might prove to be interesting. Most of us talk about how energetically and symbolically and maybe legally unsure about that bit. He took back those nine months of life from conception to birth that had been taken away from him. According to him, those nine months of life had been taken away by severing the umbilical cord before the placenta was born and had given all its energy to the baby and then registering his ex existence from the moment of birth, not conception. When he took back those nine months, he became complete, more powerful and able. In his severed, and his severed part, the umbilical cord and placental, was no longer claimable by the state. I wanted to give a summary of what I understood from Crow 77's interview, and I hope I have given him a correct representation. The reason I want to give him correct representation and also bring him to our collective awareness is because there is something inherently true about the denial of existence before birth, causing a lack of sovereignty and power. How do I know this? Well, many of you know when I hear something interesting, I try it out. I sat in the truck while I when I listened to Kurt talk. I closed my eyes felt into that moment of birth, my birth, then traveled back to conception and claimed those months too. I claim to have come into existence as a singular being from the moment of conception. The change in my field, power and energy was instant. I, I, it was a wow moment. Try it. I then told Larry about it and he tried it too. He also reported a change. Of course, being someone who knows that people have had more than one life and not only the soul incarnates, but the body also has multiple lifetimes. I then went back to the moment of conception for the soul into physical reality and for the body's own conception of the universe. I was blown away. All I can say to describe this energy is like suddenly I felt at peace. Suddenly, all fears and worries and stresses and frustrations fell away. Not only that, but my awareness became more acute, more accurate, more capable. It was like, oh my God, I have to talk about this on driving to the rest, Larry. Yes, he said, send me a text so we don't forget. I picked up the phone and wrote, claim the entirety of your incarnation. To continue the in-depth exploration of this article on our podcast, uh, you you have to sign into the up, upgrade uh, uh, the upgrade uh, version of this so you can get the rest of it. But uh, that's it. I sent you guys uh, my own comment on it because what I did is I I used EFT to claim that energy. I, I said, even though, even though I'm missing the nine months of conception, I love and accept myself. So I actually called called that energy to me to myself to bring that into me, and I, I agree with her. How different everything felt afterwards is was like wow, it was like opening your eyes for the first time. So.
It was true to me. I don't know about you. What, what have you tried? Anybody? Anybody there? I think they all went home for ice cream. No, I started. <laughs> but then you stopped talking. And so uh, I started it. Um, I, I yeah. can't find your email well, <clears throat> that you sent because I think I took notes in that. I, I agree with the umbilical cord part. They should let the cord just fall off naturally because everything that's left in that placenta should go to the baby because it's like cell memories and all kinds of stuff. That's why it's so but, expensive and everybody wants it. <laughs> well, it, they do that with um, animals like dogs. When dogs are born, they let the umbilical cord fall off by itself. Right. And I don't believe in circumcision anymore either. It takes uh, away the uh, manlyhood. It destroys uh, the man in the male. I really don't know anything about that. I can't comment on that. Uh, a few years ago, we did a whole show, well, not a whole show, but a good portion of a show on that very subject. And it was scary. They're doing this to children. And it, it well, first off, they've proven that the child does feel incredible pain. They don't feel anything. No, they feel incredible pain. And because they've taken away, let me see if I can remember. Because they have taken away the, some, something to do with the stimulation of the uh, penis itself with the foreskin on it. Right. Creates in a situation that actually activates a certain portion of the men or boys' uh, brain. There used to be a lot of information on this. I bet it's all been purged. I knew a physician who quit being a doctor because he couldn't take it. He, he couldn't follow that rule of circumcising little boys. But in Africa, they circumcise little girls, too. Yes, they do. Yes. Um, and what do they do? <clears throat> Here's the biggie. What do they do with that umbilical cord that they cut off? Where do they send it? To whom do they send it? Well, Who gets the use of the things that umbilical cord provides? Yeah, well, they're going to be losing out because there's so much death going on and no births that they, nobody's going to realize it till later that we're going down such a slope that we better have ourselves ready for ourselves because there's not much going to be left. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or whatever, but I just see too much to not notice what's going on 
Terrible things are going on, but that's a reality that we're trying to break away from. You know, talk about a, a, a breakaway civilization. We're breaking away from that horrendous thing that they've done to the planet. But in my reality, I can't just leave that planet. Right. We got to take the planet with us or get rid of these people. You know, by changing the reality, so they they're not they, they they can't fit here. You know, it's like why does the putting out love blankets and putting out love towards these crazy ass, you know, demonic beings, uh, you know, keeps the demonic beings from being able to do anything other than also contracts to you. Well, it comes down to the fact that that energy is poisonous. It burns. It's awful. They hate that energy. They want hate energy. They don't yep. want love energy. And so if we just, every human being begins to, you know, walk away from anything that makes you feel hate or feel aggressive or angry or even pathetic. You know, they love the tortured being. So, yes, let's get into a tortured mentality. The fear. You just leave behind. Look, it's a, it's a choice. You know, one of the, uh, uh, Ramasamy was saying that, you know, the situation we're in is a choice. Or maybe it was Tim Scott. But one of them was talking about, it's a choice. Which road are we going to take here? And that that is what this is all about. It's a choice. Do you want to stay in that 3D world and have conflict after conflict, battle after battle, which has been going on for a millennium? Or are you going to just say, well, you guys have fun doing that, but I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to be loving and caring and put out a lot of that energy and we'll see who wins. Yes, I think we have to go out and interact and make ourselves known, but I think it's more, and you know, I, I could have argued differently, you know, couple of years ago a few years ago but i think it's more important to go out and to be kind to people and love people and whatever state they're in just throw them love blankets and you know don't try to engage at that 3d level because if you if you haven't got it by now i don't know that you're gonna get it but it's like janine also said that it seemed like there was something else that might in the in the very end, you know, save more people to go through the, uh, uh, well, let's just say ascension in quotes, the, you know, awakening and awareness that the human beings are going through, that something might turn them around, that they all of a sudden get, you know, they hear God, you know, and they, they realize stuff. So it's not up to us to make the decision as to when or if they're going to make the change. But we can help them by just putting out a lot of stability, energy, and, you know, loving, caring, uh, appreciation, gratitude, the, all the good things that we, we, can, we are capable of as human beings. So it's kind of a simple win, you know. <laughs> just change the way you think and keep yourselves in an energetic high. And you give blessings, just like she said. Even if it does look chaotic or whatever. <clears throat> because there's reasoning behind it. Like, I was going to do all these errands today. 
I did one errand and then it came home. It's like, what the heck for? Should I go running around thinking I'm supposed to have all this stuff and I don't need all this stuff? So. <laughs> well, and after paying $6 for two tomatoes, I think I was just a little disgusted. <laughs> but that's all right, too. I mean, I go back. I had to pay a dollar a piece for navel oranges and that's okay because they're the best oranges that i've eaten because i've done all the grocery stores and yeah i think we need love blankets for the planet though too i used to always do a rainbow assorted blankets to cover mother earth i wasn't worried about the humans (laughs) that's what i've been trying to say mona don't just send love blankets to the beings here on the earth, the, 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 all living creatures here on earth. Send them out to the universe. Send our blankets out to the beings in the universe and to the universe because everything needs love. Right. Uh, and the, the uh, <clears throat> evil can't handle love. I know, isn't that great? Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) I mean, that's why when you do do that, like this one guy was following me and he was all pissed off because I'm going the right amount of speed on the road. I didn't go five over or whatever. So he toots his horn at me and I waved at him with both hands. And that was the F-U in 10 languages. But he didn't know that. (laughs) He didn't know that. I didn't either. (laughs) Usually it's only five, because I only use one hand, keep the steering wheel, you know, in control. But on that, because I could have been pissed off, who would have known if I would have had a gun? That's I mean, true. this is the energies that are going around, and we've got to avoid them at all possible costs. <laughs> That's true. You can just... Uh, That's the first road rage or aggravation that has come across my path in a long time. So I was like, whoa, okay. But I do see brightness. Like when the hummingbirds are flying around and the cats are playing. And, you know, even though it's 99 degrees out, that doesn't mean that I have to be upset about it. It is all a choice. And we have to be strong and big enough to make a choice that'll benefit us and then we set an example that'll benefit others so i say yeah more love blankets yeah the more the better yes multicolored yeah i like the multicolors i love color people come into our house and we have color we have painted bright colors in the house Nice. And they come in and they used to say, oh my gosh, before they even step foot in the door, this is such a peaceful place. Well, just uh, last Sunday we're making it a peaceful place again. The, uh, the thing that was upsetting our peace is now out of the house and we're getting our peace back. And uh, it's it's such a blessing to me. And you're feeling better? Uh, Yes, I am feeling better. I still 
I'm still having coughing fits <clears throat> and have trouble with my throat, but I am getting better. And Annette is so much better that uh, she went out to a gathering of her friends today at a restaurant, and she wouldn't let me go. <laughs> she, she says, you're not going out again for a long time because I let you out in Orlando and you got deathly ill. <laughs> and you aren't even all the way well now, so she won't let me out, but... I can see why I'm I don't think I'm completely over whatever it is we got because uh <clears throat> I can still feel yucky inside I still feel that yuck but I'm so much better that it just makes me want to say I want to go out <laughs> but uh, it's getting better and the people have told her at from at work they think that she has this new Crud. You may never go out. What? Net. Net just opened the door and said, I may never go out again. <laughs> but uh, the people at work were saying from our descriptions, symptoms, that they think that we have caught whatever it is that they're going to try to spread around to people now and make us lock down again but if that's what it is I'm going to tell y'all hang in there if I can live through it I think you can too no that's when you got to go out and say F you I'm not following rules and agendas that don't do anything but make things worse because that's what they're trying to do It'll make it worse. How many suicides? If you, I know, I'm here. I go, Debbie Downer again. But how many suicides have ramped up to big time because they're not following their own suit of existence? They're following what somebody else is telling them. If COVID had COVID didn't hurt anybody, really. That's the whole thing. It was a big lie. And look at what they've done to this country, to this world. Do you know how many places? are running out of business because of all that that they did? And look at our children. Oh, what they've just, done to our children, yeah. I wanted to snatch them all up and take them away and hide them, but there's nowhere to hide them. Yeah. But I do want to share with you, you get sicker than a dog. I personally got sicker than than I thought I could live through. But I did because I'm ornery. <laughs> I usually take a little bit of baking soda and it helps realign my structure. When Nancy told me, she sent me your phone number and said, call Mona and talk to her to help me get through. What it, but you know, Mona, I was so sick I couldn't even talk. I don't doubt it. So, uh, but I want to encourage people. I would not take, my Sherry says to me, Mom, you need to go to the doctor. I said, no way in hell. You go to the doctor, they're going to say, oh, you got to go get your your throat swabbed. Oh, yeah, right. The, the others, what, 
the germs that are on the swab. Right. No, I no no no. I agree with you totally. I would not go to a doctor. And besides, I made an agreement. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to go from here to God. I'm going to go from here to home. So um, I wasn't about to leave. <laughs> we. But I, I do want to encourage you, if you do get sick, go out and get some corsine if you have heart problems, because that's a heart and blood pressure type medicine that you can take for throat, fever, <clears throat> upset stomach, all the flu type symptoms. That's the symptoms you get, the flu type symptoms with a, with a bad cold. They're and, talking about turning the 5G up. And that's going to create a lot of what you just disclosed. Because that's what happened through the COVID. Yeah. Plus, plus she was at uh, Disney World, that type of place. Yeah. Where they have a huge amount of 5G. I wouldn't go there or live near there because it's just saturated. I was at Disney Springs. Trafficking system on the planet Disney child trafficking oh yeah they have they did you know they have days where they have certain colors that identify uh, the, the children who are being trafficked the children wear that color that's one color on the day and, and each day the children that wear the same color are the ones that are being child trafficked. And uh, and they have that Studio 33, I think it's 33, where all the child trafficking uh, uh, plans are made, children are taken, people go to meet up with the children they want. Disney is frickin' hell for children for our people for people and children uh, I don't support them in any way shape or form but I did go to Disney Springs which is like a big outside mall they have all these restaurants and stores and <clears throat> I don't know about their pedophilia uh, practices in Disney Springs. I only went because the kids wanted to go so bad. So I went because I wanted to be with my kids and watch them enjoy themselves. But really? and it, I won't be going again. <laughs> they won't let you go again. <laughs> and that just poked her head in and said, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. She was really scared. I mean, she got really sick, too. Fast. She caught it within a day of when I got it. And I got it within the day of being at Disney Springs. This is a fast-moving uh, So you contagious. were there and sick? On vacation no. sick? I was at Sherry's house being sick. We Annette and I went to Sherry's house in Orlando oh. uh, to stay there while they went to Maui. And because their oldest son was getting married to his boyfriend in Maui. They had it all set up. Oh, wow. But when they got to Dallas or 
or Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, the, the loss in California, Los Angeles. Uh, they were told, no, nobody's going to Maui. They have stopped traffic going to Maui because of the fires there. That's when the fires were just coming out. And so the kids decided to go to Honolulu, and they had a lot of fun there. And uh, Annette and I were staying at their house watching their dog. Oh. So after we had two days before they left for Hawaii. So we went out to uh, Disney Springs, and then we went to a couple restaurants, and, and we were out in public. A lot every day those two days and then the day that they flew to Hawaii is the day after we were out and the day that I came down with it and then and that got us well I I can't say she got it right away not as bad but she was getting sick because when they came home the next week they were exhausted, so they went to bed, and we left. We came home, and that brought us home. She was in the car with me all that time, and she got worse. So, uh, But it happens fast. It was, it's a fast-spreading whatever. Uh, so beware. Be careful. <clears throat> I had one day like that where I was not in it at all, not good. And I might have been right after they sprayed us, too. <clears throat> so oh, could... they've been spraying the hell out of us, Mona. And you're in South Carolina, right? North, yeah. Wow. Interesting. It's, oh. You just got to keep having strength, just like you said, you know, just... Keep going no matter what. It's all up in the air, so you might as well float like a butterfly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Put on your ornery self and say, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing your game. That's what I kept saying. I'm not playing your game this time. Okay, Dolly, you had uh, another um, video that you wanted me to look at. General Patton, Seventina and the Hawaii... Uh, smart city thing. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I I took thirteen minutes out of it. Do you want me to play it? Yeah, I would like them to see one version of the story that is of the stories that are being played. But I believe some of it, and I don't believe some of it. So yes, I would like to give the people the, the opportunity. Okay, here we go. Thank you. This is the end of the beginning. Welcome to today's show. This is another important video for anybody out there who's doubting that this fire wasn't created by our own government. I want to discuss what I mentioned in an earlier video, if you saw it, the potential of a smart city. Now, think of this perspective, and I'm going to show you some stuff. There's an article from 2018 from the World Economic Forum that I used in a previous video, and that article is about Hawaii having plans to be the first U.S. state to run entirely on clean energy. And there's another article from the World Economic Forum that talks about our alliance is creating smart city governance. Okay, 
they aren't going to be able to build cities unless they destroy the cities first because they have to run out the small business owners who are not going to be on board or comply to their smart city nonsense. Their smart city is going to limit productivity, even though they pretend like it's going to increase it. And people don't want to be on board with it. They don't want to be forced into this stuff where they're monitor and track how much carbon you use at your work. This is all what their plan is. So they can shut you down and control you as they please, like in China. So that being said, I'm going to get into all this stuff about Hawaii and the plans for the to be the first USA to run entirely. I'm going to get into the smart city. This is all stuff you need to see because we all know the World Economic Forum are the ones pulling the strings. Right. So if we know that when we see a fire like that, then the second that we hear that the plans are to bring in a smart city, you'll know why it was done. Lahaina is not a huge city. It's very small. It's a, a more of a town than a city, but it's all small businesses. It's small restaurants. It's small art galleries. It's small souvenir shops. People, when they go to Maui, go there for that reason. They couldn't destroy somewhere like Honolulu. And we had the governor of Hawaii who happens to be the name, go by the name of Josh Green. You can't make it up, right? Green is in green energy, who was just at the United Nations two months ago talking about Hawaii and being the first state to be 100% sustainable. Take a listen to this guy. Governor Josh Green touted Hawaii's sustainability accomplishments at the United Nations Economic and Social Council in New York City. The governor was the keynote speaker in the forum that included more than 40 presenters from around the world. Green pointed out that Hawaii is in a unique position as an island state and has tried to lead the way in promoting renewable energy. We tried to lead on energy and climate. We were the first state to mandate 100% renewable energy uh, for electricity. So it's again an opportunity as a small state with technically a small footprint, but we do punch above our weight a little bit because of our position in the Pacific. Speakers were invited to help implement the United Nations agenda for sustainable development goals in 2030. So that's Governor Green. I mean, this is how in our faces this stuff is, right? It's about green energy. It's the green plan. Governor Green was just put in place in 2022. And the first, you know, less than a year, this happens. He's already just been at the United Nations four weeks ago. He was there four weeks ago, July 12th and July 19th. He was, you know, through the 19th. He, that's where he, when he was there. Okay. And he's talking about this stuff. Now, then we have to look at what a smart city is because a lot of people out there don't understand that it's an enslavement city. They see all this tech and they're like, that's high tech. That's really neat. And one of the things that's going on in our country, you probably hear all these stories, right? Oh my goodness, Oregon's going to crap. San Francisco's going to crap. New York's going to crap. That's done by design. That's done to weed out business owners, to make them leave. They need to build smart cities. They're not gonna be able to torch every gone under in San Francisco, malls going under, street stores going under. San Francisco is a hub. It is filled with rich people. Okay, so this is done by design. We know big tech runs not only out of California. They run out of San Francisco, Twitter, et cetera. So this is done by design. The World Economic Forum, they their whole goal, our alliance is creating smart city governance, okay, which is control, right? Which means you don't leave the city. You stay in the city. Where you go, we say you go. Right. You think this is all coincidental? I guarantee you that they're going to come out and they're going to announce when they start with the rebuilding plans for Lahaina, that Lahaina is going to be the first U.S. city 
that's a smart city. And it makes sense that they would choose Lahaina one, because it's small compared to doing it in the mid, you know, midland and two, because it's not in the continental U S okay. It's over in an Island. So they're not going to be heavily monitored. It's pretty liberal over there. So they're going to be able to do that and experiment there and make sure they tweak everything the way they want to tweak it without doing it right here in the heartland. But then it will be coming eventually to San Francisco and Oregon and Los Angeles. All these cities that they're destroying are going to turn into these smart city bubbles. I understand the youth are going to think that that's cool because they think all that stuff's fancy and cool. They they have no idea. They're like, wow, a flying car or a Oh, I can get everywhere in 15 minutes. Oh, and it's going to be all people like me. And they're going to eat each other alive, first of all. But it's, it's going to be, I mean, it is going to be an absolute dystopian city. And they know that they're going to be able to lure the liberals in. Oh, guess what? We have Planned Parenthood here. You can come here. You, your body is, you know, you could use your body however you want in this city. Oh, you're, you're LGB. Oh, come to our city. You're accepted here. We have pride every month. Oh, great. Get them in. Trap them in. That's what they're going to do. That's exactly where this is headed. So they talk about on their website, it's pretty incredible how out in the open this is. Because when they did that, that was the first thing I saw to, thought of was the smart city. That's exactly where my brain went. They took a city, you know, a small city down. I mean, some might consider it a town. But think about Maui, right? When you think of, when people are like, I went to Hawaii, like 95% of people that travel to the Hawaiian Islands go directly to Maui like direct flights. They're never used to be. Maui is like one of the top destination points in the world. People go from all over to go to Maui. They don't necessarily go to the big island or Honolulu. They go to Maui. So they could build this whole thing on a place that's a very desirable island and they can lure people in that way too. Oh, it's Maui. Maui's a destination place. And it is a beautiful place. If you look at it, it was at least, it's tragic what it is, what they're doing. So, I mean, it's absolutely breaks my heart seeing these people in the streets and the airport. You know, somebody in the comment section said their parents were stuck over there. We're on vacation. And this happened. Our prayers, obviously, my prayers go out to the, him and his family. Hopefully everyone gets home safe and everybody involved because these people are absolute monsters. I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. And that's why I continue to do this. I, you know, I know we're supposed to love our enemies, but these aren't enemies. You know, to me, an enemy is like somebody you got a, a, a fight with. A kid you might have grown up with. An en- like the devil is more than an enemy. You know? Like, I'm not loving on the devil. And these people work directly for the devil. They have no, no regard for human life. And if you read a lot of their books, which I can't mention here, I can only mention on my website, it talks about how they look at us. They look at us as cattle. That's what we are to them. They don't even blink when they do this stuff. You think any of them are having remorse? No. It couldn't be clear that it's a direct energy weapon. Just like California a couple years ago couldn't have been more clear. Right. What do you think they're doing with the technology? Shooting at the boogeyman in a cave out in Afghanistan? <laughs> How convenient they have laser tech. And now these fires are starting while they're telling us that there's climate change and they want to bring in smart cities. And then they're letting all the cities go to crap. Right. They're letting the cities just be run with drugs, run with homeless people. People are sticking themselves up in the streets and the cops aren't even arresting them. It's insanity. It's insanity. If you look at Oregon. But these are the places that have been chosen. Look at the cities that are being destroyed. They're being chosen to be rebuilt into smart cities once they run the businesses out and run a lot of the citizens out. Right? We see story after story. That's the purpose of it. They're not doing it because they want to let you know what's happening. They're doing it to condition you and let you know. They're doing it to let people in San Francisco know, oh, my goodness, a person got punched by a homeless person. 
People are fleeing in numbers from New York, all done by design. And then, oh, they're going to rebuild all of this stuff. And conveniently, the World Economic Forum, who has their hand in all of it, because all the world leaders go there and meet and they all kiss Claus's rear end, they're like, we're an alliance for smart cities. Governance. And people, smart city governance, which means ruling over you, which means this group, which has not been elected by anyone, is bringing in smart city governance to rule over, to control. Oh, your house has a smart meter. Wow, that's great. I could turn off the air from my phone. Yeah, but guess what? Big Brother could turn off the air whenever they want from wherever they are because you've reached your carbon emission limit. It is going to be an open prison, like I mentioned. And it's no, con- it's not a coincidence. I don't think that they chose this place. And then we have you know, the article about Hawaii ha- planning to be the first U.S. state to run entirely on clean energy. Well, to run entirely on clean energy, you would need to have smart cities to be entirely clean, right? So that's what the plan is. And the world like, oh, that's great. And this guy's at NATO meeting with the people behind the new world order at NATO. Oh, yeah, we're, we're so proud to be. We're a little giant. Well, how convenient that they chose a small little island like that, but it happens to be one of those popular places in the world. And all the people, all the businesses there, what they what they burn, you know, they, it's almost they strategically went around like the strips of hotels, right? Like there's nothing of like the hotels, like, oh, the, the Hyatt, the Marriott, you know, really expensive hotels in Maui getting torched because those guys, those guys are one of them. But they took down a small little city there that was only filled with small business owners. That's it. Nobody there was a big giant tech company or a big business. It was just all little guys, all innocent people who who were trusting in their government to protect them, when in reality their government has been plotting against them and distracting them for years and silencing people like me from trying to get the truth out. Pray for these people in Maui. Keep your eye on this story. I guarantee you. I don't ever say that too often. I say, well, that's what I'm thinking. I guarantee you this this right here, they'll come out in four weeks. It'll probably be, you know, oh, BlackRock. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think they'll do BlackRock again after what they just did with Zelensky. But they'll come out, some corporation, oh, they're going to help rebuild Lahaina. And you could help rebuild it too. And Claws will help rebuild it too. And they're going to build it into a smart city. So it's all updated with clean energy. And it's a great place to be. And nobody will think twice about the fire that just happened because nobody can comprehend how wicked these people are. But the Bible tells us how wicked they are. They're beyond wicked. They're beyond comprehension. And like I said in another video, all one has to do is think about what these people do with the little ones to realize this is not out of the possibility of them possibly doing. It's not even a, they wouldn't even blink over this compared to the stuff that they do with, you know, infants. So I can't even get into it. It makes me so sick and makes me angry as you can tell by the sound of my voice. But that's what a smart city looks like. I've obviously covered this before. But I think this is what the plan is. And I could be wrong. I hope I am. But, uh, well, I hate to say I know I'm not, but let's be real. (laughs) This is becoming very, very obvious what they're doing. Agenda 2030. Okay, we're almost there. Turned into Agenda 25. Well, we don't know if they really meant that or it didn't come out of Claus's mouth. It came out of some other puppet's mouth. But we know part of it is to implement smart cities all over. Okay? And that means to destroy first. Order out of chaos. Right? Ordeo, kale, however you say it, divide and conquer. All things happening right in front of everyone, but nobody sees it. They're too distracted, waiting, waiting, hoping for Trump while this destruction goes on. Oh, Hunter Biden's laptop. 
oh, men have babies. Let's talk about it today in Congress. They wouldn't even address this type of nonsense five years ago. You would have got thrown out of Congress. Well, maybe not five, 10 years ago. If somebody came in and was like, can men have babies? And they're like, yes. <laughs> That's the ultimate. <gasps> it's unbelievable. And nobody sees the destruction and the chaos going on around us. But everybody feels it. I'll tell you that much. I could tell that everybody that I talk to feels it. I thank you guys for being here. Please make sure you sub to my backup channels if you haven't. And again, there's always Patreon if you want to support this work. I try to work really hard on, on the channel. It sucks what they've continually done, but it's nobody else's fault. It's just, it's just them. It's just Satan and his minions who can't even put up a fair fight in this spirit. Okay, Dolly. So did you want a little mention on what you wanted people to know? Or was it by itself enough? Phew, hold on, I couldn't, I always have trouble getting that talk on cursor over the unmute button. <clears throat> what? what I did want to point out was, was something Jan even found. Maui police literally barricaded people in to be burned to death, disintegrated. Um they also had where they let the kids, it was a at-home school day. And what if parents were at work and the children had no idea? They were probably burned up in houses. And I heard something about the kids, Mona. I heard, I don't know where I heard it. Oh, please. I Janine. heard this, they got out. Oh, good. Janine. So, Janine told about it. Oh, was it? Yeah, so the children, not all, as many as they said anyway, but yes, they, the kids the were at hats. home, huh? The white, hat, the white hats got them out. Yeah, yeah, that was it. The white hats got them out. So I was very happy to hear that. Um, and so it, it, what was going on was freaking pure evil. I mean, how can, how can somebody just, send a beam to certain areas to uh, disintegrate people. It happened in Southern California just over this last week, and they're um, not telling anybody about it. You just said it. We are not people. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, what well. do you think about all that? Well, <laughs> so they don't have any. It's, uh, it's They're just land, landowners. Because you know why? Because it's 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 so amazing that all my life I had to grow up sur surrounded by the cabal, and uh, it wasn't even more. It, it it was so obvious, and it was so it was so obvious I couldn't see it. It's like in here in the in in the in the sixties or the seventies when I grew up. You know, here in the U.S., people had this. You know, this love affair with their government and they thought, oh, the government's love me and the government's going to take care of me and the government's going to save me. And, and that was the, the song of the people here. But our song in Argentina is the government is my enemy and it wants to destroy me. And that's how I grew up. Whoa. Nobody said that the government's going to save you. No, because you, you, you have to understand. For example, let me give you a perfect example here. 
um, the 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 Revolutionary War, where you know the the founding fathers went to war and they they became an independent nation. They fought for something they believed in and something that they wanted. Did it cost life? Oh, you bet it cost life, but it it was achieved. Argentina wasn't that case. Everybody was happy being uh, uh, slaves of the of the Spanish crown until this upstart guy Napoleon came and took the, the 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 king of Spain prisoner, and so they sent an envoy that went to the uh, he went around to all the uh, colonies and he went to the colony in Argent in, in South America with a message of. The king is on jail until further notice. So what happens is the all the uh, all the business owners, all, all the uh, you know all the artists, aristocrats, all the business owners, they thought, oh wow, the king is in prison, so we don't have to pay tribute anymore. Mm. So you saw all these dollar signs or gold signs in their in their eyes. Because they didn't want freedom, they wanted to be free from paying, you know, money. That's that that, that was their call. So it, they 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 lied to us in school. They tell us the 25th of May is when the the people of Argentina claim their freedom, and they and nobody claimed anything. <laughs> the 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 merchants. They wanted freedom from taxation. That's it. That's all they wanted. So then, if you if we jump forward into the future, okay. So so the the ruling class in in Argentina is always the aristocrat. They are the ones who pull the strings, and they all you know Argentina is is a feud. You know feudal, um, medieval, feudal, you know feudal Europe, how it was in the medieval times. Argentina is like that. Argentina is just a feudal look land, and whoever rules the uh, what do you call it, the guild, you know, calls the shop. Now, make it more interested. Uh, we 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 jump ahead here, and we bring f forward this general uh, Domingo Perón, and Perón, he 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 was uh, one of the major disciples. Of Hitler, that's why in Argentina at the time of Perón, the um, the um, army uniform was the uh, the what do you call it the German uniform. The you march by the goose step. They so he implemented uh, uh, what do you call it? The, this thing is a uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, what what is that form of of, of the way they they governed the, the in in old uh, Germany uh, the um, fascist 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 so yeah. he introduced fascist government that's why in Argentina the government is so it's not it's not communistic it's not democratic no it's a fascist government because that was the the the, the system was implemented by uh, Domingo Perón and because the uh, there's a, a lot of very wealthy Germans living there in Argentina I, I wouldn't be surprised that they bought the country in secret so 
I don't believe in government the way you believe in government because I knew coming from my mother's body, okay, I, I was born a slave. Mm. That, that, that was my life. I knew that you grow up, if, if, you, if you're born rich, you're going to die rich. If you're born poor, you're going to die poor. There is no, there is no, there's no upward move, grow, no, 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 no. That's not the way Argentina works. You are, you are born and you are told what you are the minute you're born. You're, you, you're born poor, well, guess, guess what? You're going to die poor, no matter what you want to do, because that's the way the system works. So it's, it's, it, it, to me, it was preparation for this time. That's why nothing surprises me. Nothing is like everything is normal. What are, what are these people yelling about? <laughs> I know it's sad, but it's true, at least to me. But now, now you're saying, and, and yet you and yet you believe that um, it could be made right. Oh, correct. Why do you think? Why do you think so many people like me fled? To come to the U.S. to Argent to here to the U.S. because in the in the U.S. you were able to manifest what everybody's dreaming on the the freedom of freedom, sovereignty for your own self mm -hmm. that which you couldn't have in Argentina. Well, you can have it here. I know it's achievable here because I've seen it done. Argentina, yeah, I don't know what from the natives. So they yeah. stole all that from the natives. They put the natives on bad land. Where the natives had to make it good land, survivable land. They gave diseases and just literally tried to annihilate or genocide all of it. So Lahaina has been going on for a very long time, hasn't it? Yeah, they oh them too. Yeah, they were people that were born and only knew that island basically. They should have had more rights to that island than the people who started the fires. And they were decimated by the missionaries because the missionary went in with all, with all their diseases, syphilis, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you name it, they had full of... I have uh, to interrupt you, we have to okay. go. Okay. So Good why, night. Don't say, why don't you say uh, adios to people? Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. Really? I agree. <laughs> okay. Dolly. I agree. I agree. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And remember to think with your own minds. Right. And don't forget I Love did. Blanket. <laughs> Bye. Absolutely. Appreciate you all being here. Be safe. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>